Thank you for tuning in to yet another week of This Can't Be Life podcast. I'm your host, Kay the Rebel. You can find me on only one social media platform, which is Instagram. The podcast page is TCBL Podcast, and my personal page is at Kay the Rebel. Questions, inquiries, comments, would like to do a collaboration, would like to be a part of any segment that I am running. The email address is this can't single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. If you're new here, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in and giving me a chance and a special shout out and thank you and nothing but 100% gratitude for all of my faithful listeners. Tonight I'm doing a purge. I have a whole bunch of things to say. Whole bunch of different thoughts, opinions, perspectives. Um, and I'm not even gonna waste any time. I'm just gonna kinda get into it. Um, I'm gonna talk about hot topics, two hot topics in particular, and then get into the other things. Um, first is Shikari Richardson. Um She's the young black girl at the Olympics, and um, it's been all this controversy about her failing her um, drug test, tested positive for marijuana, and um, now there's a 30-day suspension, I guess, which wouldn't allow her to run in the Tokyo Olympics. I apologize if I'm fucking up the story in regards to that, but um, of course, a lot of black people are in an uproar and saying that they want to boycott the Olympics. I can't really agree with that. And I understand that she probably chose to smoke after the passing of her mother. But I think that a lot of y'all are like wild crazy for thinking that them white folks who are in charge of the Olympics will give a damn about this girl or pardon her mistake. I don't even think it was a mistake. It was a conscious decision to do that. She knew it was a risk. I'm sorry. She's 21. And my thing is this. Your dreams gotta be bigger than your addiction or any obstacle you face in life. Even the painful stuff. Um, I really like it when we do all come together and stand up for one another. But I just feel like in this moment she's got to be accountable um hopefully it's a lesson learned for this young lady and also in general a personal opinion or feeling i have about this is when there are moments like this i hate it when we prove them right and what i mean by them is like the oppressor anybody that's not rooting for people who are black Like, damn, this is really all happening all over some damn weed. It's really not that deep. Win first, pursue your dreams or your goals, and then get high later. I understand that marijuana is legal. It's not like it's cocaine. It's not like she was using pills or popping pills or anything, but still, like, you guys in this weed, why do we have to do everything if it involves weed? And that's why I'm not coming for anybody that 
smokes marijuana on a regular that's fine you can do that but if there is any way or or a form or any chance that it could jeopardize a potential opportunity for you why can't you just say no it sometimes it makes me think like what my grandmother be talking about when she be like what the hell are they putting in that shit that got people acting so crazy about it sometimes weed is like the new fucking crack the way some of y'all act about it if y'all can't have it the way some of y'all act about it if you're not allowed to do it I mean, I don't judge people. I'm just trying to understand the logic in it, honestly. But yeah, baby girl, I hope that this opportunity does present itself for you again and that you will choose wisely next time and that you do have some people around you that'll let you know um, right from wrong. On the next hot topic um, within society I wanted to talk about was... um, Safari and Erica Mena and their pending divorce, which is very public. Um, we know that they had their son early, and the baby is currently in NICU. Prayers and blessings their way that the baby does get to be discharged from the hospital sooner than later. Um, prayers and blessings up for Erica Mena and her mental health overall. Um, I'm sure that's a lot for her. So, Of course, we all know the big uproar was about um, Safari celebrating his birthday over the long weekend and him showing up to his birthday party with um, Kaylin Garcia. And if anybody's not familiar, Kaylin Garcia, Kaylin Garcia has been on the Love and Hip Hop New York franchise and she has come on in the past as someone that Joe Budden was dating. This was many, many years ago. Anyways. That alone is messy as fuck, considering him and Joe Budden just kind of started getting closer. Um, Even Erica Mena made, like, a comment in regards to that when she went on her rant, like, kind of exposing them. And, of course, there were Group A who definitely felt empathetic towards Erica and I am part of group A and then there was group B who feels that this is her karma for when she slept with DJ Envy which was many many years ago when a girl was like in her early 20s you know Erica is approaching 40 first of all I don't want to get off topic but it's been said before by multiple people that DJ Envy you know, in the early years of being married to Gia, that he used to cheat all of the time, not just with Erica. Erica just happened to be the one that he used to really tell that he was like gonna leave his wife for, and she believed him. Yes, it was very stupid, but she was a kid at that time. Like, let it go. I'm not going to agree with that. That That's her karma or because she's just a nasty person in general. Um, so um, the tea was just spilling over because then Erica Mena's best friend, which I never even heard of, showed up to Safari's party to personally have a conversation with Kaylin Garcia. Kaylin Garcia um, denied everything. And then I guess she was in the company of Bobby Lights. Bobby Lights proceeded to get turned up um, with Erica Mena's best friend. And then he got the paws put on him, supposedly. (laughs) Yo, I I swear. I I wish I was making these things up. Anywho, um, all of that was a lot. Then, of course, the season premiere of 
Love and Hip Hop New York, I think aired on Monday evening. And there was this clip that was surfacing around yesterday, the day after the premiere. And the clip just really showed um, Safari's emotional negligence. And um, I've been done with him anyways ever since he did tweet, you know, that the biggest mistake he ever made was marrying her. Like, to say that about your spouse on such a large platform, knowing you have such a large following, it was disgusting. Um, while watching the clip, he was just so dismissive towards her. She had tears as she was trying to beg and plead with him about where they were going wrong in the marriage. And the way he talked to her was just like she was nothing. Like, as if you would be surprised that he ever even asked for her hand in marriage. He even had the audacity to, like, make a complaint about, like, how he didn't realize having a kid was going to be so hard or he didn't expect it to be this hard. It's like, okay, bitch nigga, what the fuck did you think you signed up for? And then Erica was kind of asking him in different ways if he still wanted to be married. And she was really just trying to get down to the bottom of things. Like, give me something. Like, And then it was so sad when she was like, you know, I really feel like you don't want to do life with me anymore. And like when she said that with tears in her eyes and he just looked at her like, as if her cry for help or her plea for his love, his affection, was like, it, it was just, it, he was so cold, like it made me sick to my stomach, honestly. It was also a trigger for me considering I know what it's like to be um, emotionally neglected. Um, and you're just so confused, especially when it's coming from someone that asked for your hand in marriage or vowed, you know, to spend the rest of their life with you. And they're just sitting there treating you like you're just some regular stranger or something. And they're just not present in the marriage and they want to check out and then check back in. Or they only want to deal with you if things are going well, if the marriage is on the downslope at that time it's like they're just leaving you all by yourself like you carry that burden but you know um the cool thing about healing and overcoming like your traumas is that me seeing that at that moment although I was initially triggered it felt good to give myself that round of applause and be like Oh my gosh, that was the trenches. I am so glad I made it out. And I hope that she makes it out. I believe that she will be okay because I'm okay. So I'm living proof that you can make that just a thing of the past. And that you'll never experience that again because no one should have to experience that. Um, in any relationship, not just a marriage. And um, the bottom line is everybody was always rooting for this guy. 
And uh, the bottom line is, Nicki Minaj warned us about his retarded ass a long time ago anyway. Um, this isn't even about me being um, Team Erica. I don't know that woman. I've never been her fan or anything like that. But what I am is a person of integrity. And anybody can look at that situation and just see that that or, or think that that's okay you're definitely the problem you're the problem with everything that goes on in society or why stuff like that keeps happening i don't know what is going on um i don't mean to go off on a tangent and go in a different direction but it's a great segue to talk about this because i did talk about this the other day with someone that why is everyone so okay with turning the cheek when they see some fuck shit going on? What is wrong with y'all? Why is it that just because it's not happening to you, maybe it's not happening to your sister or brother or child or mother or whatever, it's just, oh, I don't give a fuck, like, oh, don't concern me. It ain't got nothing to do with me. It's not my business. It doesn't matter. Nobody said that it had to be. It, 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 it takes literally maybe 20 seconds to be like you know what that's fucked up he shouldn't do this that's fucked up she shouldn't do that or whoever is 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 violating somebody or 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 um uh or is on the receiving end of some type of injustice being done to them you know like i just don't get how speaking up is just so frowned upon you know like mm, it yeah, some of y'all, y'all just pissed me the fuck off with that. Um, the next topic I want to talk about is bitter exes. Um, and the award goes to Quavo um, of my favorite group, Migos. And it just seems like, okay, they've been broken up, I swear, for like two months now. Every chance Quavo gets, he shades sweetie. And I'm sick of it, and I am also confused. My nigga, you cheated multiple times. She left. Why are you so panini pressed? And you know what I'm starting to realize about bitter exes? The one who throws the biggest tantrums on social media and overcompensates and goes out their way to act like they're so happy is essentially the bitter ex. The person who cuts off all contact and acts like the other person never existed is the winner in a breakup. Um, and I know this firsthand. I mean, my block game is impeccable. You have no access to me, period. You don't get to breathe the same air as me. I don't give a fuck if you're doing good. I don't give a fuck if you're doing bad because you, my friend, are non-existent. And that's exactly how Sweetie treats Quavo. It's like, oh, he was a thing. Oh, okay. Next. Um, I will be honest and say that a little petty repost is like irresistible at times in regards to exes. Like I know there was a meme that said like, my ex wasn't even attractive enough to do the shit he did to me. And I'm sorry, I couldn't help but agree because I mean, it was facts only. And um, one thing's for sure, two things for certain. The bitter ex usually gets uglier and dustier over time. The 
ex who is at peace usually glows up and is fine as fuck. Kind of like me. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, I want to talk about in-laws tonight, too. In-laws, you don't even got to be married. Even if you engage or you just boyfriend, girlfriend, you done have been with somebody for years and you get connected to their family. I honestly hate in-laws. I hate them. And it's funny because Baller or Shade Room had posted something. It was like a thread on Twitter, like, in regards to in-laws. And my best friend commented and was like, she prefers to date men whose mothers are dead. That was wild, disrespectful. But if you know, you know, okay? Mothers are annoying as fuck. But I'm telling you, it be the sisters who need their ass beat, honestly. I've had my experiences with sisters, and they do the absolute most. First and foremost, let's just start with the fact that them bitches be phony as fuck. They be on some groupy shit in the beginning, low-key gassing you up, like, oh, you're so much better than the last. But then let that man get mad at you, and they flip the script, honey. Flip the script. Complete polar opposites. They start becoming intrusive. They always got an opinion. They low-key act like they want to fuck their own brother with how personally invested they be at times. And, um, yeah, I don't do sisters. I hate them all. all. I don't even care if anyone from the past is listening to this. Someone I was married to or was dating. I fucking hate all the sisters, honestly. They got to go. Um, always co-signing, whether it's directly or indirectly, to the fuck shit that their brothers do. And I can sit here on this platform and I can talk this shit. And that's only because I don't co-sign when my brother do fucked up shit. If he do, I'm going to call him out. Period on period. And I'm going to let him know. This shit don't fly. Aunties and cousins, the females, they be a problem too. I think the coolest one usually out of all the in-laws, sometimes, every once in a blue moon, you might get a cool father and that's like if you're lucky brothers I don't do them either I'm sorry I don't like brothers either I hate them too they go I mean I don't feel like they need their ass beat like the sisters that are in-laws but the brothers mm, I'm not too fond of them either I think a lot of them be low-key hating especially if the brother's in a better situation than them brothers well brother-in-laws are haters yeah basically I'm putting it out there I said what I said and I'm gonna stand on it Again, so the coolest one out of in-laws is usually the Nana. And that's usually because she got like some old school methods. She's loving, probably in a church. But what sucks about that is the Nanas usually either be dead or if they're still alive, they probably got like Alzheimer's and dementia. So you're probably not even going to get to have a relationship with them anyway, honestly. Um... I also want to talk about um, a topic in relation to dating, um, which would be character versus money. You know, like, which do you prefer? And I want to say for me, I prefer character all day. Um, Respect goes a long way. Being in the presence of a man who respects me in all aspects 
is phenomenal. If he happens to make less money than me, that would be fine. I just feel like men with money, especially that make more money than me, give off a different type of energy. And it's not an energy that I care for. And I don't feel that every man with money is a high value man either. Kevin Samuels needs to stop. I mean, I fuck with him partially, but when he starts getting on that, no, 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 no. However, um, there was a woman on social media, um, and I really loved how she described everything. Like the way she worded it, I would approve that message um, word for word. And I'm gonna play that really quick. About to tell you something that's gonna scare you. Every woman is not looking for a high value earning man. Some of us are looking for high value character men. That is the type of woman I am. The only person's money Dana's concerned about is Dana's money. His money is not my money. The money is not a selling point for me. Your character is the selling point for me. Your common sense is the selling point for me. You being a good human being is the selling point for me. Your wallet cannot persuade me. I'm not money driven. Okay? So stop trying to make every woman a one size fits all. It doesn't work like that. Okay? And I have met a lot of guys who have made more money than me. And honestly, the dynamic doesn't work. It's a conflict of interest. We typically don't get along. When those men get online and say that they want a woman who's very submissive, very mute, they're not lying. And I'm not that girl. Therefore, those are not the type of men that I seek out. You heard what that black queen said. You heard it. You can run this back. One time, two time, three time, four, whatever you heard what she said. And I'm co-signing all over that motherfucker because I agree, I concur. Yes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm going with the character over money and that's non-negotiable, period on period. I'm telling you, character goes a long way. Okay. I am going to um, end this episode with one final thing to discuss, and that would be peace. I didn't really start realizing the value of peace until this year, and I am not ashamed to say that. I had been living in turmoil chaos, toxicity for quite some time. And I adapted to it so much that it was like the only way I knew how to thrive. With doing my shadow work and my growth work and self-improvement, etc., etc., part of the discomfort has been um, living my life without negativity and drama free and um I've had such a um long streak of it and I had this conversation with my therapist and um it really brought tears to my eyes because peace is priceless 
to be at peace mentally, to be at peace spiritually, to be at peace emotionally, to be at peace financially, to be at peace physically. It is such a good feeling. And um, I am so sorry that I ever lived anything different or that I was. Um, But I'm really enjoying being at peace with everything that I'm doing as I navigate through life. Being just at peace with myself, loving myself, loving what I do, what I say, what I stand for, how I look. Loving the mom that I am, the friend that I am, the sister that I am, the daughter that I am. And I think, yeah, a lot of of peace has to do with self-love. And um, anybody out there that feels like they're having multiple disturbances of their peace or they're just struggling to find it, once you do find it, please spread the word about what it feels like. Let other people know what it feels like to be in this space. Because I think so many people always talk about, I need peace, bring me peace. You know, but nobody ever talks about if they actually ever get there. I can't really tell you how to do it. That I can't. I just know I've done it and it feels so good. Um. I knew I was at peace when an asshole cut me off in a pickup truck so bad that he really could have caused an accident and I had my freaking daughter in the car. And I closed my eyes and I chose violence over peace. And it still felt victorious because I'm so used to thinking that a victory meant that I needed to cuss somebody out. There is peace in saying that you're not gonna choose violence. Find your peace in saying, no, you're not going to engage in something. I'm really enjoying peace for the first time in my life. And that's my time. And until next week, (laughs) peace, uh, clearly, love and be safe. And I'm out.